Greetings, Barbell Buddies. Welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, where we dish out everything the fitness world doesn't want to hear, but probably should. I'm your host, Tracy, together with your permanent guest, David. We are a couple lifting out of Washington, D.C. In this episode, we are serving up on two big heaping plates our experience with the deadlift. Yay, the deadlift. Deadpan joke insert here. What? Here's the reason why this episode should be interesting to you. The deadlift, in my humble guru opinion, is the most beneficial exercise you can do. The second reason is because you get to use lots of liquid chalk, which I love. Apparently it tastes great. (laughs) That's an inside joke. You should listen to our episode about the presses to see what I mean insert confusion about why you would need chalk on the press, but it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Why would you not want chalk? It's okay. We end up using it every day anyways. Yes, this is true. The deadlift is a really simple movement, but it actually has a lot of subtleties to it. And that is part of the reason why we wanted to do this episode. This episode is the third and last, I think, of our series on the specific lifts that we do. We are leaving out chin-ups, and what else are we leaving out? Power cleans. Power cleans. It's okay we leave that power cleans. Nobody needs to know. Yeah, nobody needs to know. (laughs) The structure of the episode, we are going to first talk about what the deadlift is, what are the motions that you go through for the setup, and then the lift itself. And then we're just going to talk about the variations for the deadlift. We like to do what we call the conventional deadlift, a.k.a the best deadlift i think it's technically called a conventional deadlift so good our opinion isn't our guru the only thing our no our opinion is the only thing because we're gurus okay okay you don't have to be you can be uh you can be in the middle it's okay and then we're gonna rank the deadlift among the exercises that we do and then we're gonna take a closer look at the benefits and also mistakes and common issues can you tell us why it's called the deadlift it is a dead weight and you're lifting it. <laughs> oh, okay. There's no movement in the bar before you start the lift. Like, Yes. Okay, so it's not called deadlift. I thought it was called a deadlift because you feel like you're dead afterwards. I legitimately it's thought untrue. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm obviously a little bit more informed. We have seven steps to doing the deadlift. I will cover the first four and then you can cover the last three. With the deadlift, obviously you have the bar either set on the floor or at a deadlifting platform. If you don't know what a deadlifting platform looks like at a gym, it's usually a place where there's wood in the middle of it and then there's padding on the sides. So you want to put your bar right in the middle of it and the weights would go in the padded areas. If you don't have that or if a deadlift platform is not available, You can just do it in any part of the gym that has open space in the weight room. How you set up for the deadlift is that you want to have your shins one inch from the bar. If you're not really sure how big one inch is, take some time to measure it out because if you step too close or too far away, especially if it's too far away, it's going to be really hard for you to lift 
all of the weight that you can possibly lift because it's not like moving in a straight vertical path. So you put your feet kind of like shoulder width apart with your toes facing out. And then you bend over and you place your palms on the knurling of the bar. And knurling is spelled K-N-U-R-L-I-N-G. That's the part where it's like usually rough and then smooth. So right where the rough and smooth parts meet, you want to put the, I would say the check mark of the palm. Does that make sense? Between your thumb and index finger. You want to put it on the knurling of the bar and then you want to grip firmly. So like overhand grip for now, four fingers over, one thumb underneath. You want to grip firmly and then you want to touch your shins to the bar. And then once your shins are touching, don't let your hips drop further, but instead spread your knees out so you can brace the muscles, particularly in the lower half of your body. And now I'm thinking of this really funny anecdote about our former trainer, but I'm not going to say it because we didn't plan for it and I don't want to... Yeah. 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 Oh, that's the first episode. Where do we go from here? So small plug. You should listen to why we think personal training is not for everyone. Okay. Back to the deadlift. Yes. Back to the deadlift. So from that position, you're only bent your knees so much as to bring your shins to the bar. From that point, your hips shouldn't drop any further, like you said. And there you want to bring your shoulders back so that your back is as tight as possible. That is the most important step to the deadlift because that's where you'll see a lot of, especially beginners, go wrong is the back will bend and that is not what you want for deadlift form. That's how you get injured or you're just tearing muscles you don't want to tear for the slow uh, buildup of your muscles. So back tight. Shoulders back, back tight, and a big breath in. And from there, you're going to bring the bar in a straight path up your shins to your middle thighs about wherever the bar sits as your shoulders are back. The finished position is fully upright with your shoulders back. Not leaning back, but your chest out a little bit. Ideally, you want to control the bar when you put it back down too. As you get up in weight, you're going to want to drop, especially on your last lift, but in between your reps, try to control that bar. Or you can drop it. I mean, I dropped it. I mean, I don't drop it. I said ideal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Personal preference. Uh, okay. I just like, just, it's going through my head, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's fine. Hi, Charlie. Good boy. Okay, don't go over. No, don't go over there. He's like literally weaving and we have our hands in front of him and he's like weaving back and forth and we're like trying to block him. So he's probably going to sit. Oh God, don't sit on the pop filter. This will be the rest of the episode. A little little defense, a little... uh, A little offense from him. That's a conventional deadlift as summary, one inch from the bar, reach over, grab at the knurling, shins touch, knees out against your arms, and then you pull the bar straight up and you put it back down. There's obviously like a lot of variations you see. This is something that we want to say for the record, we have no strong preferences towards, but I personally think... But we do the conventional one and that's it. Yeah, and that's we're, it. We're, we're not really going from there. Yeah, we're not really adventurous people. We like the deadlift. We like how it challenges us. 
But there's different things that change based on whether your hands are on the inside of your knees or on the outside. And then also the type of bar you use and also the type of grips that you use. There's three types of grips. The first one is not actually like a real change in grips, but it's using weightlifting straps. And that's if you have a hard time grabbing the bar because it's so heavy that it feel like it's slipping out of your hands. Yeah, if um, the weight surpasses your grip strength versus your actual ability to lift the weight. Yeah. So generally I find that the two kind of go hand in hand. Like as you learn how to deadlift heavier weight, your grips become stronger. So that's good to know. The next grip that is a little change from the overhand grip and something you can use with straps as well is hook grip. So hook grip means that your thumb is underneath your middle finger. So instead of just grabbing the bar, like a crappy pause, like a, like a, I'm doing this, this it's like gonna, motion. It's going to uh, like, you don't have to think about your thumb gripping the bar versus your fingers. Cause your fingers are basically gripping your thumb and the bar together. So you're like forced to hold your grip a little better. Basically, the bar is going to smash your thumb. It's not pleasant. And it's supposed to hurt. Although the weird thing is, is this running joke. It doesn't hurt for me, but I guess it's supposed to hurt. Like it's never hurt for me. You just say it goes numb or something like that. The first time it went numb. And then okay. I've never felt anything different. Good for me. Good for you. <laughs> okay. And then the last grip, which is probably the most controversial, is a reverse grip. Now, we have to make a PSA about the reverse grip. If we see you in the gym and you're doing a reverse grip on your warm-up sets, we will judge you because a reverse grip is supposed to let you lift more weight, but what's dangerous about it is that you can tear your bicep. And the reason why is it's one hand with your palm facing out and one hand with a regular overhand grip. And when that happens, when you start lifting up, the, sometimes the weight's gonna just stay on the ground, but your arm is gonna stretch out and it's not gonna be fun. And let me tell you, bicep tears, they're not fun. They don't make sense. They're not what the human body knows how to repair. Yeah, if it's not a technique thing, like 90% of deadlift fail videos will be bicep tears. And that's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna do it, know how to do it. What you really need to do is you really, really, really have to make sure your arms are like nice and braced. And also don't let the bar start drifting in front of you. Like you're gonna see the hand that's overhead is gonna start pulling towards you and the hand that was the bicep grip is gonna start going away and you don't want the bar to move. And that's like a lot of weight to move. Like if you think about a crane, like a beam, <laughs> and the beam starts spinning. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is also in the fail videos. I mean, it's like you're losing control if the bar is starting to spin around your body. Mm -hmm. like but I would guess it's not something I'm ever gonna try, the reverse grip. I guess I've seen too, one too many fail videos on it that it's just terrifying. But I would imagine that you shouldn't be trying to flex your bicep in that position. Just straight arms. If you start flexing the bicep, that's going to put the extra strain and you're trying to like curl your whatever ridiculously heavy <laughs> amount of weight. And that's not going to happen here. Your muscles will give a lot faster than, apparently a lot faster than most people's will. They are determined, and then the bustle's like, nah. Okay, but maybe they also don't recover properly. And like, mm. other stuff. Yes, but I agree. 
So that's kind of like the variations in the grips. We can talk about the variation in the stance and the bar. So you see a lot of people doing a sumo deadlift. I'm going to assume there's other deadlifts and techniques and everything else out there too, but we won't really get into that. I see a lot of sumo deadlift, and that's just going to be a wider stance. I believe it puts less pressure on the lower back because, again, you're not trying to bend over too much. The same with your conventional deadlift stance, but a wider stance already brings you lower to the ground. So overall, you're not going to bend over as far. I can't really speak to like what the grip position is on the knurling and all that because we don't do it. But it's also going to be a shorter path for the bar to travel. So presumably you can do more weight with that too. It looks weird. Yeah. I always see people doing it in socks and that worries me too. <laughs> it's like, you know, your foot is about six inches from the weight. If your foot slides and you drop the weight, things happen. Everyone has their own... I should probably stop watching fail videos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's okay. They're kind of addictive. <laughs> oh, so I looked up other deadlifts. There's the Romanian deadlift, the single leg deadlift, the deficit deadlift, the stiff-legged deadlift in the sumo. And then the last one we're going to talk about, which is the hex slash trap bar. Is there the dead man's chest lift? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the tra- this is going to get stripped for copyright. <laughs> the trap bar, you've maybe seen it in some gyms. Most of them have like a hexagonal shape or a U shape or something that allows you to basically stand in the same line as the weights. The downside of these, I believe, is that your grip is forced to be wider than your shoulders. I think that, you know, works a little different set of muscles, probably the traps. That's why it's called a trap bar. I don't know. But your grips being out that wide, it's better than the reverse grip, I believe, because you don't have to worry about bicep. Nothing, yeah, nothing is as bad as the reverse grip. Please just don't do it. In my opinion, it's only going to be beneficial to bigger guys who can lift a lot of weight because the wider your shoulders are, the more of a neutral stance that your grip is going to be in. If you're a small guy and we saw this with one guy and a trainer. Oh God, please tell the story because it is PSA against bad trainers. It was probably 17, 18, 19 year old kid, probably on a sports team. He did lacrosse. Okay. yeah, Yeah. Getting getting a additional training from his public gym but this trainer was like oh yeah we're gonna mix it up try something different and he wasn't a very big kid very scrawny shoulders certainly not wider than mine <laughs> and so i think he was smaller than me actually <laughs> like by like, width by yeah width, yeah if he's gonna be doing that trap bar his grip is gonna be like nearly double shoulder width and that's gonna be pulling your arms and everything else in a very weird, weird way. So I believe that for bigger guys have broad shoulders, it's probably the least bit of difficulty transitioning to a trap bar. I just looked up trap bar deadlift drawbacks and it says they can be difficult if you're short. Since hex bars are a fixed size, you don't have that much choice in how wide your arms are. Right. Yeah. Like we said, the normal deadlift grip is going to be pretty close or like at the edge of the knurling so you're kind of inside shoulder width 
for most people. And so that's a pretty narrow grip compared to what your trap bar is going to make you do. Yeah, so in conclusion, there's variations in the grip with straps, reverse grip, and hook grip. There's variations in the stance, so the sumo deadlift takes a wider stance, which means that your hands are in between your knees as opposed to on the outside for a conventional. And then the last thing is that there's different kinds of bars, I guess, you can use. You can use a trap bar instead of a classic. (laughs) Never mind. I almost went there. I almost said the name of a business that oh, shall not okay. be named. Yeah, shall not be named. We'll just look at it. Yeah. Okay. So, how would we rank the deadlift among the exercise we do? I'm going to be really philosophical about this. Go deep. Go deep. Very deep. I personally think that some people don't have the deadlift in their life. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's most people. I personally think that (laughs) the deadlift is my favorite exercise. It's something that makes me feel really powerful because it's basically just me and the bar. Now that's true for the other lifts too, but I definitely think with the deadlift, it feels like I have to concentrate all of my energy into doing that lift. And it's also one of those lifts where if you don't succeed at it, then the bar doesn't move. It just stays on the ground. It just sits there and mocks you. Yeah. With everything else, you're racking it off of something, right? Generally speaking. So like the deadlift is on the ground. It's like, if it's not going up, it's not going up. But also the greatest feeling in the world is when you realize that you're going to be able to do the entire set and you didn't think that was possible like that's the best feeling in the world to have that kind of achievement behind it so that's why it's my favorite i guess we should mention too that this is aside from your warm-ups when we do deadlift it is just a one set five reps just because it takes everything out of you so this isn't a multi-set lift for us. Yeah, for us. Yeah. I mean, I guess football players might need it. <laughs> I think you but, do more reps for cardio. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, right. so... What, yeah. Okay. I won't go as deep. Okay. <laughs> I pretty much agree with you. I think... I'm not sure if it's because it's the hardest one to do, but your body lets you know when you've deadlifted. That's not always true with any other lifts, especially because we don't go heavy on squat every day. But you feel it. But it's like kind of that good feeling, like, I know why I did something. So it reinforces that. Yeah, it just makes you super strong. That's it. So like going along with the benefits. So we have eight minutes. I'm going to rush through the benefits and then (laughs) we're going to rush through the mistakes and then we're going to say this episode is over. So the benefits, there's four benefits. One is that it's a maximal effort exercise. So you're using your whole body and it's helped me build better posture as a result because my neck doesn't have to do all of the work. The rest of my body like knows how to do that. And I know you said that you felt like you're taller than people because you just were standing yeah, up straighter. The second is that it strengthens your lower back, which gets weakened people who sit a lot. So I like sit a lot for my job and I like to sit a lot on the weekends. And also I really need a good back for jujitsu. That's like what most people struggle with the most besides their joints. So it strengthens the lower back a lot. 
because you're keeping it everything braced so everything is working together the third thing is that it's kind of like this is like very enneagram three expression it's like a very impressive if you're doing a lot of weight and I particularly relish being one of the only girls in the gym who can also deadlift with conventional hold and not do sumo. And I know that's a little on the egotistical side, but also I did work really hard to get there. So yeah. I think it's okay. <laughs> and then the last is that it's great for building focus, grit, and resilience. I think going back to another reason why I like it, another benefit is it's very functional. You know, you always hear with boxes and such, bend with your knees, not with your back or whatever. And deadlift is essentially doing exactly that. It's you're bending your knees, not bending your back over too much. And you're using your knees to lift the weight up. Or you're using that stance to lift the weight up instead of bending straight over with knees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Functionally, it's important, especially for me and my job. Awesome. So we have four minutes. I can't math. <laughs> so I think actually what we're going to do now is maybe just choose one mistake from the list. I'll go first. So I think the biggest mistake is that I didn't say this, but I don't think it's a mistake. But I think the biggest temptation is to give up too soon on the deadlift to like do one and it was really hard or to not be able to get it off the first time and just be like, oh, I don't have it in me today. You need to try, at least try to do the maximal effort. Like it's there to help you, but it only helps you to the extent that you can put energy into it. Yeah. I would say the backgrounding is the biggest mistake. And part of that too, it gets going back to the process of the lift itself, is making sure you take the slack out of the bar before you start pulling. Because if you have that half second of bar movement, but you're not actually holding any weight on it yet, just like quarter inch or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's like jarring to the body. So you want to take a little bit of the slack out and that'll help you keep that back position as you would extend up. I forgot to Google an inspirational quote, so here we are. Okay, okay, we're going to end the episode. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to do it live. You must tell yourself, no matter how hard it is or how hard it gets, I'm going to make it. Les Brown. Okay, that's all as for today. As long as you don't pass out when <laughs> you completed your deadlift, yes. Another YouTube fan for you. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. See you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye.